Hello everyone, I'm Shubha Kanteria and welcome to episode 15 of Dastai Rahi. It is a travel talk where we get to know about amazing places through wonderful stories of various travelers. So our today's guest is an IT professional, adventure enthusiast and a passionate skydiver. He has done more than 125 skydives in different countries like Thailand, Dubai, Russia. Today, he's going to talk about his journey, challenges, and what it takes to become a licensed skydiver. So guys, without any further delay, let's get on board Sachin Joglekar. Hi Sachin, welcome to Dastai Rahi. I'm so excited to have you for the talk. Hi Shubha, hi. Same here. Uh, I'm excited also to talk to you and tell your followers uh, my experience about uh, skydiving and how I went through it. So looking forward to it. To start off with, I want to know how your love for adventure and sport and travel began actually. So everybody must be thinking something like Zindagi na milegi dobara kala kuch impact hai kya iske life ka because everything is very similar like road trips and uh, uh, skydiving is what exactly shown in that. However, uh, that is not how it started. You know, it started with uh, small adventure trips, which I took with my friends since the college days, you know, uh, going on motorcycles to Goa and Lonavla from Pune and, you know, just normal uh, biking near our house and uh, some touristy places near our house. So I bought a Royal Enfield uh, somewhere when I finished my college and that's how I started this uh, biking journey. Okay. But biking is like everybody does biking. Every college going kid in India has a bike. And what am I doing different? Yeah. And then the adventure number two started. Uh, then uh, we thought, okay, chalo. So it's like everybody who has a bike wants to go to take it and go to Leladda. So yeah. even my friends said, okay, let's go to Leh Ladakh. And I said, no, I mean, Leh Ladakh is nothing but a new tourist now. So we'll not go to Leh Ladakh. Let's try something different. Okay. And that's when I started researching. There was a guy from Pune who went all the way to Thailand and it was in the newspapers and the radios everywhere. And then we started exploring that angle. And then we also did that trip. No, all the way up to Thailand uh, from, uh, not from Mumbai, we started from Guwahati and then from there we went through Myanmar, Laos, Cambodia and went all the way up to Thailand. So that was also one of the adventurous trips. But uh, that trip was the beginning of, you know, kicking the bucket or I don't know what phrase you call that. It was a, like a tick of the bucket and got me into that adventure, adventure thing. And uh, that's how all this began. Wow. I mean, uh, bike trip to Thailand must have been exciting also. <laughs> it was exciting, but it was tiring. So it was not at, as easy and uh, as uh, exciting it looks like because riding a bike for 21 continuous days crossing through borders and going through all different weathers somewhere it's rainy somewhere it's cold somewhere it's very hot so it was a tiring journey yes enjoyable but tiring and how many days it took you to reach thailand it took took us 21 days 
but to, it took us 21 days because we did not directly go from Myanmar to Thailand. So we took a longer route. So if you see the world map, you'll see that just next to Myanmar is Laos and just next to Laos is Cambodia and, and Thailand is landlocked between these three countries. So we took a circle and then went inside Thailand. Okay. Okay. And then how did you land up to your passion of skydiving? So uh, it all began in Thailand. So when we, we had reached uh, Bangkok, there was a Royal Enfield club in uh, Bangkok. So there are some motorcycle enthusiasts uh, who imported Royal Enfields from India and they ride it there uh, in Bangkok. And they were very excited to know that there was somebody from India who were coming on Royal Enfields all the way to their town in Bangkok. So that's how they had invited us uh, for a dinner one night uh, for a party. And then we went there and then we started chit-chatting and all that. So one of those guys was a skydiver. And then he asked us that, now that you have done such an adventure, would you like to come skydiving with us tomorrow? And we said, okay, let's go. No harm in trying uh, one skydive at least. And so we went with them uh, to a nearby drop zone somewhere between uh, Bangkok and Pattaya. Okay. And then I tasted the skies for the first time. So the next day I went and then I was attached to a tandem instructor and I did that jump from 13,000 or I think 10,000 feet. And that was a tandem skydive. And I was like, boss, I want to do this. I want to learn this. And the reason it attracted me, like I told you sometime back that after riding our motorcycles for 21 continuous days, the amount of adrenaline or the amount of thrill, passion or whatever adjectives you can add, uh, did not come in those 21 days or it came, but it came very slowly, but these 60 second free fall from the aeroplane, you know, just, it just covered it up. It just gave all the enjoyment adventure all together in just 60 seconds, which we could not do in 21 days of this riding or any other adventures like bungee jumping, etc., that I had done in the past, uh, since I was born or since I was in the school or etc. So that is what, uh, attracted me towards skydiving. And then at that point of time, I had decided it was somewhere around 2015. I had decided that someday I would like to learn this sport and uh, become a professional skydiver. Wow. I mean, from the first dive itself, you know, you want to, you wanted to go on this line. Correct. 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 Wow. I'm sure that uh, that must be very thrilling experience to have a thought like that. Yes. Yes. It, it was. And, uh, I don't know. Everybody says it's adrenaline, adrenaline, Ataya, there is an adrenaline rush. There is something in our body that something in our body that happens and that gives us that rush. So I really felt that. And that is why it was always stuck in my head from 2018, uh, 2015 till until I could uh, get that license or become a professional skydiver. Amazing. Amazing. But then how, how did you, like, how did, what were your next steps? Because for, you did your first dive, you decided you want to be a licensed skydiver. But what actions you actually took on after that? Frankly, none. It was only because I knew it was expensive. So the main thing was to collect the money. Uh, but the 
research and everything did not come along until and unless i had the sufficient amount of money and i thought let's do this uh so since i had done my first skydive at the same place in thailand i decided to you know i think in 2017 december is when i uh, went on a solo trip to thailand and decided that okay let's give this 15 days and let's see if i am able to become a, a licensed skydiver in thailand at the same drop zone where i had drop zone is a term which is used uh, for uh, a skydiving center so i go to the uh, thailand drop zone and uh, try to get myself a license okay so then you went back to thailand itself to try or yeah i went out. back to thailand in december 2017 sometime and then i said okay let's uh, let's learn about this okay and we started i mean it's not that i went to thailand it nothing happened but the journey started in thailand at the same drop zone so i started taking the ground school and the log book was given and you know then uh, they did ground training fir parachute kaisa hota hai and all those theory things started in thailand yeah. so for the first phase there was only theory and uh, since the was not very good uh, so they only did theory and practice and ground school and all that okay but nothing really in thailand because of the weather conditions or you can say that the drop zone or the skydiving center size was very small or uh, i mean it is a very windy location there is a sea nearby there were multiple factors because of which i spent almost 15 days in thailand all of the way up to 31st of december mm. and could only one or two jumps there oh okay so 15 days nothing happened the uh, so skydiving license is like 25 skydives and i am just two so you can say that it, there was nothing right i could i could achieve nothing there yeah and uh, i was very disappointed coming back because neither did i achieve uh, what i wanted to plus i spent a lot of money in the stay in you know food everything else that we like 15 20 days a lot of chunk of my savings did vanish away in those 15 days okay so then i'm sure there there must have been some learnings of those 15 days for you yes there were a lot of learnings uh, one is to you know getting myself uh, getting my thought process correct that this is going to happen it is not easy that you just go to a skydiving center just bring out your credit card and walk out with a license yeah. it is not that is uh, there is something called as theory there is examinations uh, there is a lot of uh, you know hard work that you have to put into uh, to get uh, to become a skydiver because initially the, the mind in which i went to mm-hmm. it was a very risky mindset ki yaar jana hai paisa dena hai and i'll become a skydiver in like 15 days Uh, is it it felt very easy right. but then spending 15 days there uh, there was a lot of learning and i understood that this is a serious sport this mm-hmm. is like uh, you know like olympians go and do uh, uh, do a javelin throw so what goes behind that it's a training so this is something very similar this is a sport this is not a, a passion or anything yeah but uh, feeling i also met these instructors there Uh, who were uh, you know coming 
us and going back to the uh, drop zone. So the, from the place we stayed to the skydiving center was a few kilometers apart and we all used to go together and come together. Okay. So that's where I met uh, one instructor uh, who was uh, taking tandem rides there. And then I asked him that, will it ever be possible for me to become a skydiver? Because if every time I can only jump twice in 15 days, I'll have to stay here for three months. It is impossible for me to ever, ever. Hmm. And that's he then told me that, you know, if you really want to get your license 15 days, he advised me to go to Russia and get my license. And that's how the Russia came into the picture. And he's the reason why I am here today talking to you from Russia. Yeah. So why Russia? But I mean, uh, what was the reason of going so like recommending Russia? For skydiving? So uh, there are only two places in this world who have huge skydiving centers. One is United States and two is Russia. Okay. And for staying in uh, India, for us, Russia is of course reachable. Visas are easy and the cost factor also a huge thing. Like it is the cheapest in Russia and the United States. These are the only two places where skydiving is cheap, hmm. uh, is not as expensive as Dubai or any other drop zones in the world or even European drop zones. So that was one reason Russia came into the picture. But yes, I was exploring not only Russia, even when the instructor advised me of Russia, I did my own research of Dubai. I did my research of Kuwait, uh, then Spain. United States and after comparing all the costs, it was very, very logical to take the Russian route. One, because of the airfare, second, because of the visa fare, uh, visa costs, uh, easiness of visa. And uh, there, Russia and our economy is almost the same. So when I swipe my card here for 100 rupees, mm. uh, swipe my card here for 100 rubles, which is the local currency here, only 101 rupees will be debited from my account. So that is also a huge factor that comes into the picture. Unlike Thailand, which is double US, which is 70 times Dubai, which is 18 times. So right. that makes sense. That completely uh, makes sense. Uh, why Russia yes. sounds like a good choice, especially being in India. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Correct. So we, if we talk about, you know, any adventure sport, the risk factor always exists. So did you okay. experience anything which, which you felt, okay, you know, now this is what the risk is called. So did that happen with you? I mean, in the initial days of training or in the overall, uh, overall experience till now you're asking. Yeah. In overall, like, I mean, just as an adventure sport, part of the adventure sport, I mean, we all know that risk is a factor, which always go hand in hand with an adventure sport. Yes. So yes, in terms yes. of that, did you had any such kind of experiences uh, where you felt your life yeah. at risk? Yes, yes, there are many. In fact, when we start learning skydiving, the first jump in itself is a huge risk of your life that you're taking on yourself. Uh, but eventually, when you learn the sport and you start jumping at various different places, you will understand that uh, the risk of uh, fatal injury in a skydiving is almost equal to the risk of having a fatal injury in a car accident. 
so if you are very professional if you know how to skydive and if you have done the good training and everything it will not be a fatal accident similar to how you learn a car you are driving a car and you know how to drive it you know how to look around you know how to follow the rules and not jump signals etc your chances in a fatal accident are relatively low and similarly is skydive okay but would you like to share any experiences like such kind of experiences that you personally uh, encountered yeah uh, i did uh, i mean when i had done my 70 second skydive at the same drop zone or location where i am jumping now yeah. i did parachute malfunction and uh, which happens with every skydiver so you cannot avoid that because parachutes are something which are packed manually and when it's done manually the chance of errors are always there mm. so such errors happen in everybody's life but we are also trained for that so i had a similar experience when the right hand side of my parachute had a line over malfunction line over malfunction means a parachute is on the top of a head and the lines are then attached to that parachute and there are two lines in your hand but sometimes due to a packer's mistake one of the line goes above the parachute so this is the parachute and the parachute line is above it okay. and when it goes of that part of the parachute cannot inflate with the air and that's why part is does not inflate and then at uh, i open my parachute at 5500 feet like i normally do yeah. and then i started spinning. i started spinning at the speed of around 200 kilometers per hour very fast very fast spins uh it is called a high speed malfunction okay. and we are trained to go through such high speed high speed malfunctions uh but yes i did have that and i had to immediately decide within 5 seconds to release the canopy that i had i mean uh cut that uh, parachute away so there is a cutting instrument on the right hand side of our parachute okay. so i cut main parachute and then opened my reserve parachute and i must have opened at around 3500 my reserve parachute because i took only 5 seconds mm-hmm. if i would have made five more seconds i would have been at 1500 and two more seconds i would have been on the ground uh, fatally on the ground that the decision had to be taken in 12 seconds but 12 seconds was too late 5 seconds was the correct time so i took it and opened my parachute and was able to land uh, very safely in the correct area of the drop zone oh my god that that sounds like such a scary experience <laughs> it 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 was scary it was scary so it is not that i am saying like this i did not feel the scare yes i was scared too i was maybe abusing when i was doing the abusing no abusing to nobody abusing to me myself or just natural abusive words that come out of my mouth i was shivering i uh, was i i could not speak for like 5 10 minutes maybe so nothing was coming uh, so it was an emotional roller coaster that i went through and uh, i was paused literally paused and the walk from where i landed to where we keep the parachute it is like a one i think a kilometer long walk so i still feel that it was the longest walk of my life from that place to keeping the parachute back But then, you know, did you get hurt by any chance like no 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 i was not hurt at all i landed properly on my feet though the reserve canopy is relatively smaller than my main canopy 
but such things happen you don't follow all the rules like when you are landing a canopy there are some rules that you have to be at some place over at 1000 feet you have to be at some place at 600 feet you have to have, be at some place 300 feet and then you follow a landing pattern uh, a u shape landing pattern but when you have such emergencies you are given a leeway other skydivers and other people including the aeroplane and everybody else will give you right of the way and that's why there will be no no aeroplane landing till i land no aeroplane taking off till i take off because i can come in the middle of everybody's patterns so since i have a cutaway i had the right of the way and without following any pattern i was able to land very comfortably it's just you have to land against the wind so i did that and uh, there were no injuries at all mental injury physical injuries no but then people around did they realize you were in a you know very uh, difficult situation in the air no nobody realizes it uh, everybody realizes only when they see it on the ground but the ground staff or the ground crew they do inform the uh, pilot who is about to land a flight and there is next load waiting which will go up after us so even they are stopped so at least those two high risk people are stopped other skydivers they can always look so we are never in each other's way okay. so other skydivers uh, were never a problem but yes they are aware because the uh, color of the uh, reserve parachute is always white it is a, it is made of a different material so if you just look at the sky you will always realize this this is a this is a reserve parachute so okay. experienced who know that he had a cutaway i mean that's kind of an indication for people that you know he might be having a issue and that's why he's landing correct people who are experienced even now with my experience i can sitting on the ground understand that somebody has opened uh, uh somebody had a cutaway and using an emergency parachute because the color the pattern and his uh, landing pattern you can immediately guess that you know he is doing something different he doesn't have his uh, main canopy or main parachute yeah i'm sure that comes with lot of experience and lot of skydiving yes yeah. yes, yes so yes. so you know for people who want to become a licensed skydiver what steps should one follow i mean a uh, lot of people are not aware what exactly is required to follow like you also said your journey was not that easy you you made your own Correct. research Correct. and know about it so what would you tell people if somebody wants to be a licensed skydiver right the first thing that everybody should do is first choose a drop zone or a skydiving center of their choice and choosing that drop zone and skydiving center is going to be very critical in their journey of becoming a licensed skydiver there are like i said there are some skydiving centers in dubai there are some in kuwait there are so many in us there are many in russia there are many in europe now if you are based in india i would 100% recommend based on my experience to fly to russia during the summer time and uh, the uspa or united states parachute associations license but if you are based in europe i am pretty sure you will be able to figure out which is your nearest drop zone or if you are in the gulf if you are in india and you are comfortable more with the gulf than russia then uh, you can go to gulf also but 
all uh, all skydiving centers on their websites have the rates listed of how much they charge to teach you skydiving so you can compare that and will say that the cost factor is very attractive in uh, russia like a jump uh, will cost you 1600 rupees after you become a licensed skydiver in russia whereas the same jump will cost you 4500 in dubai now you'll have to do the and see uh, where it is affordable to you. Right, right. That is number one, choosing your uh, skydiving location or the skydiving center. Mm -hmm. Number is your budget. How much budget are you allocating for the actual skydiving? Uh, for Russia, I would say 2 lakhs should be enough for you to fly from India to the skydiving center in Russia getting your license going back which should include your flight stay and everything and all i'm talking on a minimalistic basis if you try to you know eat at an expensive restaurant every day it will not happen in uh, two lakh rupees so if you do it in a budget way two to two and a half lakh rupees is maximum that you need uh, in russia okay. number three is looking at the season when you're going as this is a very weather dependent sport you cannot go to Dubai in the month of April when it is summer because it will be closed. Similarly, you cannot go to Russia in December when it is winter. So you will have to choose your seasons properly. You'll have to uh, put given at least a month's time if you want to become a licensed skydiver. So you'll need full 30 days uh, to become a licensed skydiver. And number four, your health. Though health is not a major impact, but if you really want to uh, clear your levels quickly, learn it quickly and uh, get it done without any repeats or all that thing, I would say you should be in your weight height ratio, not above or not below that. Having your correct weight height ratio will definitely help. And a bit of flexibility because it is going to be tiring when they ask you to pack your own parachute on one full day. Your knees and your arms are going to pain. Uh, when you are learning skydiving for one day, they'll try to make you like a banana and for whole day, they'll keep you in that position. So your body is going to pain. It is a very athletic activity. So when you, though you don't realize, but when you have 15 kgs uh, parachute on your back and you're walking, going up and jumping down, it is nothing but a, like a workout of 30 minutes. 30 minutes fast-paced workout is one skydive. So then you're going to do 25. So having your physical fitness is very important. Okay. And uh, and how do you see the mindset importance in this? Because uh, considering the risk involved and considering the kind of uh, adventure it is, I'm sure mindset Correct. will play an important role in this also. It definitely does. There are so many things happening around you. Plus there is so many, so much adrenaline that kicks in. Uh, the first experience that you're going to have is going in an aeroplane, which has a door open. You know, I don't know anybody has experienced that. So you'll be experiencing that for the first time when the door and the flight literally stops. So that is a experience that you're going to have. And there are many such experiences each and every jump. So mindset is going to be play a very important role in becoming a licensed skydiver. Uh, your negative thoughts have to be buried 
and positive thoughts have to come in you have to be quick and your mind has to be there always so don't go with the touristy mindset ki chalo yaar thailand chalte chalo russia chalte 15 din rehte so if you have uh, something like that you will have to remove it because it will never help you become licensed skydiver it is not a touristy activity it is a sport that you are learning while putting your life at risk so if you see the risk to reward ratio your mindset has to be very clear right but then how how much do you think good training is important for this sport uh, i mean of course training plays a very important role so how important do you think it has to play uh training does play an important important part but uh, you know if you are smart you will understand that who is really training you who is really untraining you and who is really just playing around with you uh but most of the skydiving centers today do have a professional team of two or three instructors who will only teach skydiving there will be other people who are doing fun jumps there will be other people who are doing the canopy work so if you get the right team of people uh you should be able to do it and i think since it it is a very competitive business like russia has three or four drop zones right. uh everybody has competent teams okay so i don't think so if you choose the right skydiving center go through the reviews and everything you should be able to land up with the correct training personnel okay okay you know one more thing which uh, comes in my mind when we talk about training and all is the equipment which is required uh, mm. for doing the skydiving so do you easily get these equipments in india or like how, or do you want to get it from other countries how it is nothing related to skydiving is available in india so you'll have to buy everything from outside most material is available in us it is available in russia it is available in dubai it is available across the world mm-hmm. i think fit is made in new zealand and united states and some part of uh, uh, europe this is only the parachute i am talking about there are other materials like altimeter and the helmet that can be locally sourced but parachute is something it will come only from these three hubs what is it one of the most expensive and most important equipment in skydiving okay i think this all information is so important and uh, i don't know how much people actually know about it especially specifically if you talk about india uh, skydiving was kind of introduced to us by zindagi na milegi dobara like we all knew correct, about correct. it but uh, the correct. adrenaline rush you get was actually shown in the movie so i'm correct. sure a lot of people would not know these minute details about the training and about the whole process in in short. agree agree yeah so you know moving on from your experience of skydiving and you have known like people for so long now in the industry yes skydiving yes. can be a very fulfilling career option what do you think about that uh yes and no again depends on how you start uh so if there is a guy in india right now who has just passed out of college and he asks me that you know i want to leave all this i want to learn skydiving and start it as a career uh sorry to but it's a big no okay. and the reason 
there are multiple reasons for that and once that person comes and learns it he will understand uh, because india is behind we are not a european or in uh, a developed country where you know these sports have been in our uh, in our country for last 10 12 13 30 years however these like united states europe uh, gulf russia these countries have been in the sport for the last 20 25 years so here in russia there are there must be at least 10,000 people who are skydivers. Whereas if you compare that with India removing the army, there must not be more than 500. 500 is also a huge number that I am seeing. Mm -hmm. So when you have these 10,000 skydivers who have been skydiving since the last 10 years, they're already 10 years senior to you. Right. There are people who have 5,000 jumps, 4,000 jumps. So definitely when there is a job opening, suppose a new skydiving center starts somewhere in goa tomorrow and if goa wants to hire people they will definitely hire people with larger experience and that's where these people from russia us uk and all these people come into the picture yeah. so the kind of career option is gone there because you cannot become a tandem instructor you cannot become a coach you cannot become a ca camera flyer you can i'm not saying you cannot you can but can you land up a job at 500 jump experience versus there's a person with 5,000 jump experience and the salary is the same. Right. So they will hire him. So yeah. unfortunately, as a career option. And I think it's quite an expensive affair also. I mean, for, first of all, to do the course itself, you need to do so many jumps and that, that loads you with a lot of finances. So Correct. Uh, kind of expense also makes it difficult for someone. Correct. So if, if somebody wants to become a tandem instructor, yeah. first he'll need five kind of experience. Yeah. So 500 and you multiply by that by 3000. So 15 lakhs is gone there. Right. And plus your traveling expenses. So you'll have to invest 20 lakh rupees to become a tandem instructor. And then compete with thousands of tandem instructors who have already jumped 15,000 times, 10,000 times. So right. that competition, you, you will lose out on that competition. Yeah. And you know, this reminds me of just one question, which I forgot to ask uh, before that, what are the course levels? Like, you know, there must be some basic and then advanced and all that. So would you like to talk about that? Yes. So the world's uh, best licensing authority in skydiving is the United States Parachute Association, uh, who give licenses to all nationals of all countries. Okay. And those have accepted USPA as the gold standard of skydiving and their ratings and certifications are accepted everywhere. So when I was telling that you can become a licensed skydiver in 2 lakh rupees, I was telling you about USPA, that is United States Parachute Association's A license, category A license. Okay. So, A license has 25 jumps. It teaches you basic skydiving. And uh, after that, you get A license, that is level one. And then there are up to four levels. There's B license, C license, and D license. And it depends on number of jumps that you have, number of experiences, experience you have collected, number of people you have jumped with, and there are many categories in that. Okay. But concentrating on A license, 
So a license can be done in 25 jumps of which 10 jumps should be with one or two instructors. That is your initial from jump number one to jump number 10 will be with the first jump will be with two instructors second from second onwards until 10 will be with one instructor who will virtually uh, in the he'll hold you while jumping out of an aircraft he will guide you he will teach you everything on the ground and make you do the same things in the sky and that is how the thing goes for 10 jumps so if you clear all those 10 jumps so there is some categories in that if you're able to uh, prove to your instructor that after 10 jumps, okay, I have learned everything. He will clear you for solo jumps. Okay. After that, jump out of an aeroplane alone for the next 15 times. Okay. And as you complete those 15 jumps, you reach a total of 25. USPA says that you can apply for a license. How you apply for a license, you on the 25th or the 26th jump, you again do a check dive or like an exam in the sky. There's an exam on the ground. And once you pass those exams, you get the license from USPA. Okay. That's quite interesting and quite a process. <laughs> yes, yes. It, it is a big process. They have designed it also very well. So it is, if anybody is interested, they can go to USPA.org. Uh, it is in website of United States Parachute Association, they have given all information of what is accelerated free fall course, what is in level one, what is in accelerated free fall level seven, what different things you'll have to do for a license, they have forms and they have a skydivers information manual, which you can download and read through it. It will help you a lot. Okay. Okay. So after skydiving, what are your future plans in terms of this course? Uh, I just like yesterday, I completed my 131st jump and my instructor was very at my jump. So uh, he gave me B license yesterday. So I am now USPA B. Uh, I will USPA C on the 200 jump. Uh, so now is 7th. So I have time till the 22nd of September and I'm now targeting USPA C, okay. which is the third highest license and after that there's only one license left that I can take that is D mm -hmm. but D license at 500 jumps okay. so once I reach 200 jumps a lot of things open up for me number one is I can do jumps with attaching a camera to my helmet number two start doing wingsuit jumps so I'll have again have to take a different training for that so while wearing a wingsuit then uh, I can do uh, base jumping. Base jumping is again a totally different thing where you can jump from bridges, big buildings uh, to, you know, like uh, mountains. So you can do that. Like that has opened up. Like it's a fall jump or how is it? I mean, there, there is a very small free fall in that, like two, three seconds maybe. And after that, you open your parachute. Okay. But it is dangerous activity even wingsuiting is dangerous because wingsuiting if done wrong uh -huh. can vigorously increase your speed and can be fatal very very quickly so, so what that is exactly is wingsuiting i mean i'm sure a lot of people would not know what wingsuiting is so wingsuiting is you know similar to skydiving you jump out of an aeroplane uh, but your body like now hands are free my legs are free 
So in between my hands, there is a material and it looks like a wing. So your body looks like a bird, like a wing. Okay. So your body is, uh, your, your suit is designed in such a way that you become like a wing. So when you fly from the aircraft, you start flying uh, like a bird. Okay. So it is design suit and it, I will be eligible to do that once I complete 200. So I just met a guy today at the drop zone and he was telling me that he did a very minute mistake and because of which his head went like two degrees down. That's why his speed increased by like, he went up to 300 kilometers per hour from 200 with just a small twist. Oh so God. a level of professionalism and a lot of hard work will be needed there. So maybe I'll attempt that next year. Yeah. I mean, so uh, I, I, I don't know how many people actually know that, you know, base jumping or wing suiting kind of sport exists. I mean, uh, yes, yes. Uh, still uh, kind of exploring exist. skydiving right now and base jumping yes. and wing suiting is like much more ahead of that. That is the next thing that you will have to do in skydiving. So it is either free flying. So free flying is nothing that nothing different than what I do, but there are some athletes in the sky that you do that instead of just a position like a banana, you start sitting, you start, you know, with the head down or you fly on your back. So there are some acrobatics that are done in skydiving. So that is called free flying, okay. uh, free flying, very, very fast. And, uh, it needs athletic body. Unfortunately, mine is not. So I cannot go on that road, at least as of now, but maybe in future I can. So let's see. Okay. And you know, this brings almost to end of our talk, Sachin. Uh, but I want to know which, which were your most memorable uh, skydives? Like I'm sure you have done 131 now, like you said, the number is yes. 131. So do you remember any, any skydives which are very special for you? Yes. Uh, one was my independence day skydive, which I did on the 15th of August, uh, in Thailand. Uh, so I, with the Indian flag and that it was a very, very proud moment, uh, for me to do that successfully, you know, holding the flag of India in the air. Uh, the second jump was, uh, my hundred jump, which I did for tech Mahindra's don't be plastic initiative. So as it was my hundred jump, I wanted to do something special. So tech Mahindra at that time was uh, where I work was, uh, doing uh, a campaign for don't use single use plastic and i tried to promote it uh with the skydive and it went pretty viral so even anand mahindra tweeted about it and all our ceo everybody tweeted about it so that was one proud moment wow. and the latest a uh, jump that i did two days ago which was my 125th jump it was very very special because uh so many mistakes that I have been doing in the past 25 jumps were corrected in that jump. Thanks to a very nice instructor that I found, uh, my heading and my body position, posture and tracking I could do. And I posted that video also on Instagram was very correct. And that's how I got my B license also. So these are the three memory memorable jumps for now. And I am pretty sure they'll keep increasing. Wow. And I'm sure you're going to have a lot, 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 many ones. <laughs> yes. I yes, wish yes. you all the amazing adventures for your uh, 
upcoming skydives and uh, you may end up doing base jumping and wing shooting and be as successful Thank as you have been doing for skydiving thank you thank so you, much Penny. for coming on dastai rahi i'm sure this was a very insightful conversation and people whoever is interested in knowing more about skydiving they would be glad to hear this conversation i'm sure yes and i have also written a small blog uh, which is on my instagram profile so anybody needs more information they can go there read that message me on instagram and i will definitely help out uh, in helping you achieve your goals if i can definitely we we'll, and uh, thank, thank you. you everyone for watching we'll see you again next week with another wonderful traveler thank you